Welcome to Sovereign Self, weaving spiritual awakening with the fabric of everyday life. Your host is Zofia Renea Morales. We'll discuss and show you how you can achieve the highest potential in your life through divine wisdom and really live. Now, here is your host, Zofia Renea Morales. Welcome back to another episode of Sovereign Self. This is your host, Zofia Renea Morales, and I am back this week to pick up that conversation about the messy truth about spiritual growth with Rebecca Quave. Uh, let me reintroduce Rebecca after I invite you to get to know your own self a little bit better. Grab your pen, grab your piece of paper. You know, I always ask you to do that. Uh, and write down this URL because it will give you the answer to what is your number one spiritual superpower. You can go to superpowerquiz.us, spend two minutes on that quiz and get some insight into the special giftedness that you brought into this world. The things that inform your journey and your purpose in this world and acknowledge your strengths. So often we spend so much time working on our deficits. Oh, I'm not good at this or I need to be better at the other. And the things that develop the fastest and that get you the most bang for your buck are the things that you're good at, your strengths. Spend some time identifying what those spiritual strengths are with the Superpower Quiz, superpowerquiz.us. And uh, now I will introduce our guest. This uh, Today's guest, as you'll recall from last week, is Rebecca Quave. She spent years being caught up in the exhausting hamster wheel of perfection and striving for more until she unraveled who she thought she was to discover the indescribable life-transforming love that was already there all along. Rebecca now helps visionaries and high achievers worldwide unleash their light at full blast and live the splendiferous beacons that they truly are. As a guide in your expansion of consciousness, her natural gift of activating you to your highest truth creates profound shifts that work quickly and easily. Rebecca intuitively supports your natural process of unfolding so that you can embody your soul light and experience the true unconditional love you've been craving, all while expanding your ex experience of success and contribution in the world. You are not broken. You are what you've been looking for, and love is all there is. Welcome back, Rebecca. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, my goodness. Just to kind of recap what our conversation was last week, for those of, who may not have tuned into that yet, or and a reminder, perhaps, for those who did, but it, they've slept since then. <laughs> uh, we had discussed your journey of discovering that you didn't have to hold yourself separate from all this stuff and that discovery, that stuff meaning emotions, for example, um, led you to this discovery of love, being love and losing the ego, so to speak, I think is kind of the spiritual words around it, uh, which led to eventually a divorce with your husband, which turned out not to be contentious and combative, but uh, kind of the ideal divorce, the, the conscious uncoupling that many people talk about. So picking that story up, um, 
Would you agree with people who are like, oh, you need to go out there and destroy your ego, destroy that personality self in order to reach <laughs> spiritual so, enlightenment? <laughs> while I, I, I could characterize what happened as like an ego implosion, right? Mm -hmm. And I do know that that's the, the popular narrative in, in spiritual seeking is that the ego's got to go. Um, but my awareness is that only the ego itself dreams up a quest to destroy the ego, right? Because <laughs> the reality of you is, is all, is everything and is all embracing and it has no objection to the existence of the ego, right? Yeah. So it's more about letting letting your ego relax into the love that is always there for it so that it doesn't have to operate dysfunctionally so that it doesn't have to be driving the car so that it can be the one in the back seat taking in the scenery like you say yeah. in your sign off living soul first right so having that be what's in the driver's seat and 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 what is in the driver's seat is so loving that it's not trying to throw the ego out ego out of yeah, the car in fact exactly it's gonna, it'll stop and get the ego a snack if it needs exactly to have you one need in the a rest bank you know a pillow to, to, yeah. to you know cuddle up and relax yeah yeah absolutely i i love that because i've never never i i learned early on i won't say never i learned early on that our ego is part of what's created to help us get through this world, to survive in this world. It, it yeah. serves important functions. Um, and so what I decided to do instead was to become friends with it. Yeah. To understand, well, what is your purpose? Because if you think about ego, a lot of times it's very strong, it's very determined, and it will override a lot of your best intentions. <laughs> and so I, I, set aside what I want to say, the hurt and the anger and the ant antagonism that you might feel towards the ego because it does create a fair amount of suffering and got curious to learn more about it. And it's like, okay, so I've noticed you're really dedicated to your job. <laughs> Read, you've made my life a complete misery. <laughs> <laughs> for decades, right? And you never take a break, read your unrelenting bitch, right? <laughs> um, you know, but you can't say that you will get hostility back. So I approached with love and curiosity. And the ego said, I'm, I'm here to protect you. And I'm like, you've worked really hard for a really long time, I think you should have a little vacation. Um, I'll be fine while you're gone go ahead and have a little vacation. And it went away for seven days. That little hypercritical voice in my head that tells me that, you know, death and destruction is around the corner and don't do that, you'll offend somebody, all those things. It was completely quiet in my mind for a full seven days. And then she came back. <laughs> and I'm like, how about another little ego vacation? No, I, I couldn't possibly do that. It's I taking seven days was probably more than I should have done. And I'm like, okay, now what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And it occurred to me that what I needed to do was rewrite its job description. Exactly. 
Exactly. And yeah. I, I go through this with people all the time, right? That wh whatever you're calling it, because you mentioned like these thoughts, recurring thoughts in the mind. So the mind, the ego, some conglomeration of what you would call both, you know, the the fundamental thing here is that it has a misunderstanding of its own job description. Absolutely. It believes that its job description is to run your life, fix things, keep you safe, all of these things that it can't possibly know how to do. Yep. And it's, it is willing to work tirelessly. And as at we all any, know, when you at can any cost, morning, at exactly, any cost, and at any yep. cost, but here's the key. It's doing all of that in order to prove itself to you in order to earn love. So when yes. we offer it love right out the gate, when we offer it love right up front, and like you said, rewrite that, write job, that description job description exactly. and, and resolve and the definition, that misunderstanding. Yeah, that the has definition taken place. of what's success. What is success in your job? Well, uh, with mine, I rewrote it to include, and Sophia should be relaxed and happy in this process. Whatever it is we're dealing with, Sophia should be relaxed and happy in this process. And so that's part of your job is to make sure I remain relaxed and happy in the process. And it, it made a huge difference in, yeah. in how that voice interacts with me and how it treats me. Yeah. Love that. Yay. So what is your process? I, I mentioned a little bit of my process of becoming friends with the ego. What is it that you recommend when you're working with someone else? So uh, sometimes it comes down to, you know, the person like the what I said before about the front seat and the back seat. That was something that I said for one lady in particular years ago, and she has run with it ever since. And it'll come up every once in a while, you know, but typically that's what happens is I just sort of get fed the words that are going to work for the person that I'm, <laughs> that I'm speaking to. Right. Um, but it, it all comes down to the same idea, which is instead of, you know, cause some people are very much on this quest of like, I've got to quiet my mind and turning their mind into an enemy and basically you know, acting like they need to put tape over its mouth and tie it up in a chair and like, so that it will stop I, doing what it's doing. I love, than go I love that you use that analogy because, um, what's his name? Untethered soul, Michael Singer. Uh, he, when he talks about his awakening journey and he went through a bunch of, of early meditation where his whole goal was to shut up that internal mind. And he had this intense meditation at one point down the road where he eventually had this vision of like he was floating over this cave. It was like a pit that had bars over the top of it. And looking down in there was his little self and it was all tied to a chair and, and completely taped up. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm not familiar with his stuff, so yeah. But okay. yeah, and so I think that's a common trap that many people it, fall it into. It is, it is, and so the number of people that I've had to sort of like help, I, it feels like sort of bring them off of that ledge, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, no, wait a minute, wait a minute. What you, if you don't have to kidnap it? <laughs> exactly. What if it doesn't need to shut up? What if it 
needs your love? What if we thank it, acknowledge it, recognize that what it's looking for is love and let it be offered that love? And what they always find inevitably is that embraced in love, it quiets on its own. Yes. You know? Yes. I'm, I get this image of like a baby, right? Exactly. If you want a baby to be quiet, you don't yell at the baby. You don't exactly. shake the baby. You don't spank the baby. That's not right. how you calm the baby. You pick the baby up and you hug it and you give it what it needs and you love on it. And that's what quiets the baby down. Absolutely. And that's one I use a lot, you know, I mean, especially when my kids were little, that was very, you know, <laughs> a metaphor, easily at hand <laughs> of like, yeah, when, when, uh, if you've got a, a toddler in front of you screaming for your attention, um, screaming back at them and telling them to shut up. <laughs> yeah. And to trying to ignore them doesn't work any better. Well, ignoring either. them doesn't work. No, none of it works. The only yeah. thing that works is that embrace of love. Absolutely. That is so beautiful. I love that. What are some of the other self-improvement traps that people fall into? Well, in general, the the whole concept of like self-improvement, I think, is is a bit of a trap, right? Because it starts from this premise that there's something wrong with you mm. that needs to be um but added to that needs to be tweaked a bit that needs to be right. And that yeah, changed, fixed, removed, altered, yeah. all of that. Exactly. And that all becomes, that can become a moving target. Yeah. You know, um, it's like when you see people who they've, they, they've become unrecognizable with plastic surgery. Yes. That all started with like, oh, I'm just going to go get this thing, you know, and then once yeah, that's I'm done, just gonna then get they the see something else. And they see something out else, of my nose. Yeah, exactly. They, ex exactly. So um, it, it becomes like that when in reality, and the fear there that drives people into that is this idea that if I were to love myself fully as I am now, nothing would change. Yeah, I would right? never and evolve or stretch exactly. myself. Yeah. And the reality is completely the opposite. And you can see that immediately when you look to nature, for example. And something I love to remind people of is that a rose doesn't burst into bloom by judging the rosebud as wrong. Yeah. So it's just a, a rose stage. Still blooms. Yeah, exactly. And so even though the bud isn't wrong, like the a rose doesn't self-improve itself from a bud to a bloom. That's just its natural process. It's its natural unfolding. And it gets there through all the forms of nourishment that it needs to receive. And it's I find that it's the same with people. You there's not something wrong, or like when you read in my bio that you're that you're not broken. But yes, you will bloom when you let yourself be nourished from the roots up with love. Absolutely. I think one of the things that happens with self-improvement, um, we forget that there are many filters that people present us with in life. Okay. And while I will grant you, there are things you can learn, tools you can learn that can help you with certain situations or certain tactics. The filter that you need to be stronger here. You need to make this thing change or happen. I think it's a falsehood in and of itself. Absolutely. 
So we are up on our first break already on this second part of the interview. Uh, what I would invite you to do with that pen and piece of paper from last week, uh, where you observed for yourself, what are some of the holes you've been trying to fill? I put holes in ear quotes, uh, because it's probably not actually a hole. <laughs> and that's probably why you haven't been able to fill it. Um, spend a little time and compassion with yourself around those areas and think about the ways in which those areas actually serve you because we don't keep things around that don't serve us in some fashion. It's very easy to look at them and go, well, I'm shy and therefore it's hurt me in the following ways. Look at some of the ways in which being a little reticent and keeping to yourself a little bit, how that benefits you in your life. Because there are ways that it does. It makes you more observant. It makes you more sensitive to what's going on with others. Uh, as an example around that, spend some time with that and hang with us. We'll be right back from the break. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Hey, beautiful soul. Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Go to TellZofia, that's T-E-L-L-Z-O-F-I-A.com. Drop me a quick note and let me know. How has this show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That's tellzofia.com. Your opinion is critical in informing where I take the show next. Thank you so much and live soul first. Are you a business leader or executive that wants to achieve more? Not just in it for profit, but to do work you find meaningful that adds more value to more people in more ways. Listen for the Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. You'll hear from successful achievers from around the world with the passion and experience to offer invaluable guidance. The Business Elevation Show can be heard live on Fridays at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time, usually 4 p.m. U.K., on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more. Enjoying our shows and can't get enough of us? Follow us on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio and see what we're cooking up for you. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thanks for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renea Morales, and I am here with the amazing and wonderful Rebecca Quavestall. And... You spent some time looking at the blessings of these quote-unquote deficiencies that you have. And I would just encourage you to give love to yourself, give compassion to yourself around 
even the fact that you think of this as something that's negative. Give yourself some compassion around that because that didn't arrive to you in a vacuum. You were taught that in some form or fashion, whether it was through a negative experience with someone or, or literally somebody said to you, look, little girls should not be outgoing or little boys should not be quiet and retiring, whatever the thing was. Give yourself some compassion around that um, because you did the best you could with what you had in that moment and now you've got more tools and you'll do even better with those. Um, Rebecca, one of the things I'd like to pick apart with you or explore with you a little bit is how did this unfolding spiritually and the release of your marriage, how did this journey continue on and ripple out into what you're doing in the world? You mentioned earlier you were trained in science. We have that in common. <laughs> So tell us a little bit about that part of your journey. Yeah. So from that point, you know, of the implosion, the unraveling, <laughs> the whatever we want to call that, um, I was then extremely aware that that was what I was going to do with my life and that even my journey with the, the natural, um, affinity I felt for science was me looking for answers, yes. right? It was me asking, how does this all work? What is going on here? Yeah. And <laughs> that's, know? that's something that science is pretty good about. It, it is a tool that will get you the, how does it work kind of answers oftentimes. Exactly. But it definitely has some limitations. <laughs> it does. Well, and the other connection there that sent me down the road into science is that I do have and have always had a deep connection with cetaceans, right? So mm. especially dolphins. Yeah. And, you know, when you express that as a child and, and on through your life, um, people tell you, well, be a marine biologist. Yes, right? you should go into oceanography or exactly. something. Yeah. And so... And I think I always knew underneath that, like, that wasn't what I was actually going to do because that never would have actually felt right to me. It would have felt very condescending mm. to, to treat dolphins like, hmm, let me mm, put you under a I'm, microscope. And exactly. I'm going to your... make a note about maybe, just maybe you're almost as smart as I am. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> exactly. So, um, so it became very clear that like, okay, what I'm actually here to do is support people almost um, in the way that a midwife does if if they are ready to go through this kind of process that I went through, right? And in the same way that you like birth is its own process that has its own wisdom, that unfolds yeah. uniquely on its own in every single case. And has its own freaking timeline. It has its own timeline, exactly. Yeah. So in the same way that a midwife both isn't necessary for that process and completely respects the process, but is also so intimate with that process that having one can be helpful. <laughs> yeah, you know, well, comforting, um, supportive. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. And so I realized, okay, that's what I'm, that's what I'm going to be here doing. And um, it unfolded 
you know, in, in amazing ways, one of the first things that that I did bringing in that that dolphin thread, right, was that I I knew that I had to give a retreat that was like integrative, that mm-hmm. was because um, I knew that when usually people, you know, they go into a retreat and then they have difficulty with their their re-entry into the real world, so yes, they say. Exactly. Right? A lot that of there's times, a crash when they right and they, yeah, they spend it remains the last several like days of the retreat. Insular experience that doesn't move into their world. Exactly. Yeah. Being concerned about, well, what's gonna happen when I when I get to the airport or when I get back home or whatever. And so I got given like with anything that I offer, what happens is that I get like saturated with this feeling of what it's like for people on the other side of it. Right. And then, then the pieces come together and I fill in the blanks and I do whatever I have to do. And so with these retreats, the, the integrative aspect was we went, we were on an Island and it wasn't just me giving the retreat. It was the sun. It was the ocean. It was, um, we would go out and swim with wild dolphins. It was right. So it was to yeah, bring the people trees in and the insects and everything was supportive of the experience. Yeah, exactly. So that people didn't have that crash landing reentry into their lives. It was like, we're going to be, we're not just going to be sat in a room in a circle like like creating yeah. this little bubble the whole time. Yeah, off we're in going the to be moving through. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna spend time like that for sure. But then we're also going to move through life and and see what it's like for you to integrate this and embody it. Yeah, embody it. Bring it with you when you walk out onto the beach. Bring it with you when you sit down to have lunch. Yeah, exactly. And so that then it's easy. You've you've then put in place a template for what it's going to be like for you to bring it with you onto On the, the plane airplane. and into your life. Yep. And exactly all of that, because that's where it really um, matters anyway. Yeah, exactly. Well, and it's interesting because you you have been in this work for a while as I have, and you see people who are on all ranges of the spectrum as they're going through this seeking. And I know one of the, for lack of a better word, types, I guess, that I run into are the people who perhaps are echoes of your former self, who is like, I really want this a profound and amazing spiritual change, but I don't want any of the ripples to happen in my life. What do you tell people who are in that place? Well, <laughs> usually, it, you know, obviously it depends to some degree to the person, but it always comes down to just helping them get curious about what they re- are rejecting about those ripples and getting curious about what they think having this big whatever is going to give them. Mm. Right. Yeah. Um, And recognizing that's one part of it. And then also recognizing that you don't even need to have that. Right. I told I told a client recently, like, listen, everyone thinks they want to just eat the whole turkey in one bite. Yeah. And and not. But there are there are ramifications. There are consequences of that. (laughs) You know, if you if you put the whole turkey down your throat in one bite. Um, and I don't know why that's the example that came to me because I don't even eat any of that stuff, but in the conversation with this client, that's what came up. 
and um, you're going to have to like lie down for maybe days or weeks in order to digest that, right? Compared to if you eat one bite at a time, your digestion is going to keep up with that. And it's the same with yeah, these. And, and then you put the leftovers in the refrigerator so you can do it again tomorrow. And then you yeah. can, exactly. And so um, it's the same with these realizations and, and revelations. If you, if you have that big, uh, that's been, um, I don't know, almost sensationalized to people or glorified to people. Yeah, that as, spontaneous as like, awakening. Glamorized in some yes. way to people. And, and I'm here to tell you, it is, you can go that route, but there's a lot that comes with that. But it, you also have the option to take a million other routes. And the fact is your path is going to unfold however it's going to unfold anyway. And it's perfectly fine for you. You know, maybe I'm just one of those people that has a flair for the dramatic that I ended up on the, on the implosion. Yeah, exactly. But I, there were parts of me that really wished that I had had the one bite at a time path, small bites, right? Exactly. Because it, it seemed like to me, like it would have been easier, but at, at the same time, not really because I was going to do what I was going to do. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I, I can, I can relate to that because I had one of those like dramatic, they should make a, a TV movie about this kind of awakenings. And I've got to say, it's a difficult thing to go through this feeling of uh, I'm being melted down into to this goo and uh, the pieces of me are like scattered everywhere. And even when I feel myself coming back together, it's in this strange new pattern that I, I've got no mental mind frame around. It, it can be a really disconcerting experience. And so I, I feel you on that. And and would second that, you know, this is not the glamorous, amazing thing that a lot of times it's painted to be. But the flip side of that is one, and one thing I've observed is part of the reason I think that was my path was because I am so very stubborn. Because I'd had earlier invitations into smaller things and I covered my ears and I covered my eyes and I went, I don't see or hear this. Okay. So there is an exercise of free will that you can make to choose, I think, a path of smaller bites. Um, but the soul is also a very relentless opponent. <laughs> if you're re- actively resisting it, which I was, um, you can end up with one of these awakenings that's perhaps less than pleasant, but unfreaking deniable. <laughs> yeah, and as you say that, you know, I think that gives me a lot of insight into my path as well. And even though I would still describe what I went through, even though it was a lot, even though it was really intense, it was still fundamentally pleasant for me. I can, I can. St- I can tell you why it was because I think I ended up there for the same reason that you just described because of my stubbornness. And because I was, I continued to be certain that I could find a way to work this out. (laughs) And then, but I think what then let it become pleasant was this, this total um, surrender that I described last time we were together. Um, Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. because because the stubbornness definitely makes it yeah um, more difficult. I agree. <laughs> yeah, well, and if you had chosen to continue to struggle against it, which, oh, then it would have been what, oh my god, been I'd really have probably bad. been puking my guts up or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So you did make a choice in the moment that allowed it to be smoother and to unroll in a more what I want to say pleasant and uh, less confrontational manner. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, it's, it's kind of interesting because I, in my own awakening, it was, it was rough. I, I will tell you it was rough for me internally, but I, externally, um, the feedback that I got was, you're actually taking this really pretty well. <laughs> you're, you're doing this fairly gracefully, even though on the inside, it didn't feel graceful at all. So yeah, that would that's an interesting place to arrive at. And I'm not quite sure how we arrived here, but I think it was probably important that we did. Um, I know a lot of people as they're going through one of these processes will hear from other seekers, gurus, guides, leaders, whatever. Uh, you know, just spiritual spiritual high vibe positive thoughts only just keep your keep your vibration up there a hundred percent of the time what's what's your feeling on that yeah that's um really a bullshit thing if you ask me <laughs> um and and leads to incredible difficulty because what that means is an exclusion right what that means is a rejection so More in order separation. to yeah. exactly and it and it leads to a separation so if if somebody's um if somebody sets out to like you said only have good vibes and positive whatever that is based on an assumption that says that some things are wrong and some things are bad and and then this inclination that what you're supposed to do is reject those and that's complete that's the antithesis of the reality of what you are and the reality of what what love is which is all embracing and yeah. what seems paradoxical to the mind is that when you do allow everything including what has been supposedly designated as low or negative or whatever the result of that is even higher, so to speak, than what people call the high vibe or positive only or any of that, right? Yeah. Yeah. I I love that. I I've always felt like, okay, we're in this world of duality. Even when you're on a spiritual path, um, there has to be an acceptance for all of the duality. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, because otherwise then people get trapped in like just a lot of bypassing and delusion and, and um, you know, just being, letting it be intellectual and not integrated or embodied, right? right? There are plenty of people that can walk around saying like, it's all an illusion, da, 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 things are, you know, and but don't have an embodied experience of that. Yeah. And so it becomes just like a gaslighting almost when someone's going through a difficult experience and you walk up 
And because of your own discomfort with their experience, tell them everything's an illusion. <laughs> this this yeah. will pass. You're not really suffering. You just yeah, need to exactly. release around it. Well, and eventually they will do all of that. But right now they're in they're in a shitty place. And what they need is a hug. Yeah. And, and, it, and if you space. have a yeah. real embodied experience of the unreality of all of this, then guess what? You are completely comfortable with being present with that sticky, ucky, whatever kind of feeling in someone else or in yourself, the same way that you're comfortable sitting in a movie theater watching a comedy and, and having a fabulous time. Right. Yeah. Or watching whatever and having, you know what I mean? And letting yourself go through the emotions of it, yeah. right? There's nobody who who sits in a movie theater and says, well, I know this all isn't real. And yeah. like, so then doesn't <laughs> experience the emotions that the a movie is bringing up. Otherwise, what was the point of your price of admission? Right? Yeah, if and you're not willing same... to go through the experience. I love exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. So it's the same with this experience. It's, you know, there's no point in us being here. Even, even if you're somebody who, again, is like one in a zillion right now that genuinely knows that this isn't real, um, so to speak, because it's also real, but you know what I mean, that then you're you're willing to experience all of it, right? It's only if you only know that intellectually that then you use that as an excuse to try to distance yourself from letting yep. yourself have And there we're back to the distancing again, which yeah. is what we've discovered is not such a good plan. <laughs> At least not if you're looking for enlightenment. And yeah, it's not helpful. It's not conducive the full to that. embodiment <laughs> of love. Yes, exactly. We are up on our second break. In fact, we've kind of blown past it. Uh, thank you for joining us here. And I would love for you to spend a few minutes with your piece of paper, just noting down what what were the things that dropped for you in this discussion? Because we covered a lot of ground and we uh, we shot a lot of sacred elephants, I think, <laughs> so to speak. Um, what were the things that pushed triggers for you? What were the aha moments for you? Keep track of some of those and we'll be right back. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Hey, beautiful soul. Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Leave a quick voice message at 520-261-6827. And let me know, how has the show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That number, 520-261-6827. Thank you so much for your feedback. It's crucial in informing where I take the show next. Thank you and go out and live soul first. What's holding your business back from long-term growth? How can you accelerate the changes needed to build an adaptable platform to support transformative change? How are others optimizing business processes and systems to ensure timely decision-making through the use of data? Learn how you can minimize disruption and maximize results. Take a break with Rising, 
our weekly expert panel, and our host, Bonnie D. Graham, to learn how others are getting smart with technology and creating their next-gen ERP. Join us on Rising Evolution, the future-proofed enterprise, presented by Rising, a Wipro company, on the Voice America Business Channel. Want to see what Voice America is up to behind the scenes? Follow us on TikTok at Voice America Talk Radio. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thanks for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renea Morales, and I am back with the amazing and wonderful Rebecca Quave. And before the break, we had talked about, you know, this separateness kind of being less than useful if you're on this spiritual path of awakening and looking to really embody love and acceptance of of all that is. Um, How do you use this in your work? How is this part of of your expression out into the world now? Yeah, so it's it's a lot of what I guide people through is noticing the places where the rejection is happening because it's so frequently happening, not even consciously, mm-hmm. and bringing those to light so that there can be an embracing. And like I said, in an, in an integrated and embodied way, not an intellectual way, because as you introduce that just, just now, you know, something that I also see in spiritual communities that is going to have to mature, let's say, is again, having this intellectual idea of oneness and using that to turn the blind eye to human suffering and injustices and inequality and inequity, right? With the excuse of, but we're all one. Why should we see each other as, and it's like, listen, (laughs) in this experience, not everybody's having the same experience, right? People are mistreated just because of their race, their gender identity, their sexuality, all of these things. So there's no amount of intellectual you know, varnish of oneness that undoes that. If you're truly loving, then you, yes, you recognize the oneness in all of us, but if you're truly loving, you're comfortable with uh, dismantling the systems that are, are not working in that way, you know, taking aligned action with that experience. Yeah, exactly. So. Hmm, very interesting. So how is your work coming out into the world right now? I know you had talked about retreats, but then we went through this COVID time. How are you currently working? Exactly. So I mean, I do love in-person retreats and, you know, definitely keep an ear out if you're interested in that, (laughs) because um, that will be coming back. Right now, my primary thing is an ongoing program called Soul Oasis, where you get to have a combination of 
access to what I call the transformation vault, which is more or less my entire body of work over like a decade. It's it's over a dozen courses that you have access to just play in there 24-7 as much as you want to. But at the same time, there's an ongoing live component, meaning we meet a couple times a month as a group where you have the opportunity to, you know, work with me one-on-one within the group context. And um and we have a, a a private group that that we have as well. And it's it's just an incredibly special community because people have come together from all over the world into Soul Oasis from various walks of life. But the thread that unites them is this commitment to truth and love and growth and expansion in themselves. And um, I think it's just really incredible and and special to see people show up for themselves in that way because every one of them is then the center of a ripple, right? That is um, bringing that harmony to so many, so many things around them. Absolutely. Well, and I think the ripples are the ways in which you change the world. A lot of us have been told, if you want to make a change, you've got to get together this group and you've got to be militant and you've got to have a war on something. And I found in my own journey, and it's been a large part of my journey, understanding this dynamic of enemy patterning. Yeah. And anytime you have a war on something, there's this enemy patterning thing that happens where other people oftentimes end up becoming the bad guy, the monster, the system, the less than human, uh, which gives permission to treat them in a way that is less than humane. Exactly. And I, I don't feel and when that, that it pattern is in anything. place. Yeah, it it doesn't. It doesn't. And people play out that pattern because people are playing out that pattern within themselves, too. So that's a big part of my work with people as well is within you. What are you making the enemy? What are you rejecting? What are you what are you trying to separate off from? Right. And instead bringing, you know, we bring all of these versions of you, all of even these potential versions of you back home into love. Yeah, exactly. And I, I find that the most effective change you can make in the world is a change within yourself. It's really the only person's behavior you have any control over. And other people might change a behavior in response to something external, a, a rule or, or a threat or something like that. But it doesn't change how they feel. Or exactly. How they think. So that's not like yeah. the effective and sustainable change. It's sort of, and it's so fascinating because we're in kind of this transition period, right? Where why I'm here and, and what I'm here to do is to help people reconnect with this in themselves, because as far as I see, the way forward is one heart at a time. Yep. One mind at a time. Exactly. Coming back to what they truly are, because the reality is if everyone on the planet (laughs) knew the truth of themselves, if everyone on the planet knew that they 
have access to infinite, unconditional love and the deepest peace imaginable in every breath, in every moment. There'd be no more none war, of what no we, more abuse, none of what none we see of in that. the world yeah. would be going on. Exactly. And so, and at the same time, though, I acknowledge that for some people, because I do work with people who are um, big change makers and activists and things like that. And and because that's some people's path, right, is to right. help be more active out in the world doing these things. But what's so important and foundational is that regardless of your path, whether your path is that you're just bringing more light into the grocery store every time you go, <laughs> or whether your path is that you're an activist and changing legislation and things like that, either way, what's going to make it effective is that it's built on a foundation of love. Absolutely. From within you that ripples out. And love is really the change motivator, the change factor. That and curiosity. Yes. Right? Because a lot of us will wake up and go, oh, oh my God, I want this for my husband. I want this for my kids. I want this for my parents. I want this for my friends and my bosses and all the people at work. And Yes, absolutely. We want this for all of those people. But the way to get it is not by evangelizing them. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, because what everybody is is looking for and what I'm here to help people connect with is what nothing and no one can give you and nothing yourself. and no one can take away. Exactly. Right? So the same way that if you if you feel like you want to be able to give this to someone else, no, you don't. Not really. Because if you could do it for them, then you could take it away. Yeah. Right. Everybody has to get it for themselves. And sometimes even with clients, you know, you can, everyone has those moments of like frustration or being overwhelmed yeah, where they like, sort of wish that I could just tap them on the please, head and yeah, like just let me give them my experience. Touch and you like, between the eyebrows. and Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and I have to remind them, you don't really want that because- yeah. It's if I could do it, then I could take it away. And yeah. what good is that? Yeah, because we want you to have this, embody this. I, I forget who said it, um, but there was a quote that like, fear is your lowest level of living. And beloved, I would see you in much better surroundings. <sighs> so what would be your wrap up? words of wisdom, what would be the bow and the cherry on top of this to mix my metaphors? <laughs> <laughs> I would say, give me a second, I'm just feeling into your, your listeners, your audience. I would say to everyone listening right now that you already love yourself so much more than you know. And that whatever you've been doing to try to work on that, to try to get it right, to try to, you know, get your mind and ego on board with, with loving yourself more and loving other people more and all of that, to whatever degree you feel you haven't fully succeeded at that, it's because it's not work that you have to do in the way that you've understood it. So is it okay if I, if I 
even just guide something for a moment here because it's coming to me. Yeah. So yeah, is that all right? Thank you. For it. So if you just take a nice deep breath right now, just a nice, gentle, easy breath right into the center of your heart. And just give yourself permission to let all of that effort, that work, just lean back. Just let yourself relax back into the love that's already there, that's already ready to embrace you, that's already been waiting and whispering all this time, that's always available to you at the center of every experience, at the center of every breath, because it's already at the center of the very fabric of our existence. And it, 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 it's what you are. Yes, it's a way of being. It's not yeah. a doing. I love that. That is so beautiful. Thank you so much, Rebecca. You're welcome. Thank you so much for, for having me. It's been such a delight to be here. Absolutely. Uh, you brought a gift with you. We've run out of time to describe that, but it is below in the liner notes. You can go check the liner notes for the links to that and a little description of the gifts and how to contact Rebecca if you feel moved to engage with her work and her process. And speaking of engaging, I would love to hear from you. Drop me a quick line at askzofia, A-S-K-Z-O-F-I-A, at transformationspace.co. And just let me know what's on your heart. And until next week, go out and live soul first. Thank you for being a part of our program this week. Sovereign Self can be heard live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Please join host Sophia Renea Morales again next week, right here 